This college basketball picks edition of Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now offering a weekend basketball bonus. Place four $50 basketball bets, and regardless of outcome, you'll get a $50 free bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNBet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app for all of our free picks and podcasts. This is Randy Cross. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dog. How about them hokies, Sean? Oh my god. This is March. Ryan, we're taping this while the hokies are playing to accommodate uh Colby <laughs> Diva Dant database. What's happening, Colby? Almost had a nervous breakdown. Too many games going on. I had to go see the therapist. Finally, listened to the neighbor about how many basketball games. Sorry, I'm not in the studio. I will be back tomorrow. Um, but yes, I mean, I mean, these games. How about how about all these games? The Hokies last night. Sean, you left. Yes. You yoga in the middle of a great basketball. Hot yoga. Yeah, I mean, Colby's cutting out. I, I, he was just peaking. I think he was getting very okay. excited. Uh, Fired up. Uh, I mean, I I think and and just you know real micro, but man, that play I hated it the whole time. Hokey, like they, it was clear they were just gonna have this dude take the shot, but he wanted to take the shot. J.R. Smith style, confidence was there. He, it, it was funny too his move where he like went to pull up his shirt, but then didn't pull up the shirt. He mid midway through had, had decided, oh man, my abs aren't quite where. They should be. I he, don't want to show off. Yeah, he knew. He knew it was just the first round. That's what. That's essentially why he <laughs> held back. So, and shout out to all the people that recorded inside the state. It's no, crazy how you can cool get shots, like, yeah, get like six different angles on a, on a pretty cool moment. So, yeah, I mean, it, maybe I'm just uh, feeling like I haven't had enough March Madness because we were we were we were robbed of a year. Yeah, but it, it feels like this has been an crazy. Conference and could it could be that like this is the first time we've had God's eye just to have all the action too yeah because you know previously conference tournaments yeah we'd be able to keep up watch some games but just overwhelmed with action and it's a great feeling you know what else is a great feeling heading over to our presenting sponsor WinBet.com where you can bet big win even bigger with WinBet oh man so much college basketball going on. Got that weekend March Madness bonus. All users who bet at least fifty dollars, uh, oh, sorry, if you bet fifty dollars for fifty dollar bets on the weekend, you'll receive a free fifty dollar bet. Easy enough. Plus, they got the March Madness bonus of uh, betting fifty dollars on the futures market. Receive a ten dollar free bet for each game the teams win in the tournament Ooh. round of sixteen through championship only. So, nice little uh, bonus on top of that. And the big dog, the casino, the WinBet Casino, one hundred percent first deposit match up to one thousand dollars. That's right, one hundred percent deposit match up to one thousand dollars. Place your bets, please. Head over to winbet.com right now or download that win betting app. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available if you or somebody know. As a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. What a podcast, Ryan. Uh, we're going to be cranking out. We, I've whittled mm. it down to 10. 
college basketball Ten. games. I had to prune three games off of Colby's uh, sheet, one of which we already picked. Uh, Colby just <laughs> Dantabase needs the upgrade. I'm not gonna repick the Temple game. I'm still on Temple. And then we got a <laughs> we got an interview with uh, David Meltzer coming up as well. But let's get to it. Early uh, tip here, Indiana, Illinois, right now. Uh, this is in Indianapolis, Indiana, aka the Big Ten tournament. Illinois laying to Indiana, coming off that that win over Michigan. I mean, Michigan. How did they end up losing that game? I have no idea. And, and Illinois is like a, a team I like to fade tournament time, but maybe this is a perfect spot for them playing a, a an Indiana team that's got to be a little tired here, uh, especially with the early tip. Colby, what are you doing? I mean, first off, if you're a Whisk, if you're a Wake Forest or Xavier fan today, and you and you saw, you know, they're the last four in according to Lenardi, and and you saw Indiana come back and win that game against Michigan. You saw Wyoming hit a three to beat UNLV. You gotta be crying at, at even the Creighton win. Um, but the the Hoosiers, I think, look, they were a reason they were my dog to win the big Sean and be sharp that I am. Uh, I'm on the Hoosiers. I th- they played Illinois tough in the first half. The first time they played them, Illinois, you know, stretched out in the second half. Mike Woodson was late to a couple adjustments. I think uh, he fixes the mistakes. Hoosiers in an upset special in Indy. No, really? No, this is the classic. You're you're right to realize this is the situation to take Illinois. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm normally looking going, but a, a well rested uh, coffee Cockburn <laughs> against this Indiana team that's probably don't show the don't shoot do, free do, throws well. Do you think they punch their ticket with that uh, win over Michigan? Feels like they're in, I, right, Colby? I don't. I I think there's too much unknowns right now with Virginia Tech, Virginia, Colorado, Texas A and M. They need to make sure they win this game because the, the there's there's t- teams on the bubble that are winning that are right next to them. So I, I feel like, okay, maybe they got in today, but why leave it up to what happens if Colorado beats Arizona? What happens if a and M continues to win? What happens if Virginia beats North Carolina tonight that might surpass them and have them back on the outside. So, uh, so they, I, they, they certainly have a big motivation, but I'm with you Kramer. I'm going to Illinois. The numbers short and yeah, just to, to get back to the, the, I, the the name brand too probably has them uh, you know they're probably slightly in right now because big win over me like that's a huge comeback like people in the Big Ten circles like people in the college basketball circles are going to be talking about a couple things from today and one of them is that massive comeback so that definitely helps but the the number should be five like four five maybe so yeah and, and um you know Illinois neither team has or Illinois offense, not amazing free throw shooting, but I mean, Indiana's worse. So yeah, I'm, I'm all over Illinois here. And the more we talk this out, the more I like it. Something to monitor Jacob Grandison for Illinois is a game time decision. He's a pretty key player on that team. Keep an eye on that. Mm. Keep an eye on it. Colby withheld, withheld that information <laughs> to the very end. I see. Yeah. Look at this sandbagging son of a bitch. Colby <laughs> Dan holding out, holding out on key injury news before we get to it. Oh man, Texas A and M! What a win! They were one of my uh, many locks that have cashed so far. Get a lock update uh, down the line here. That was a crazy game. Very fortunate to. I, I had him plus two. I didn't think I was going to have to sweat it out, and I did. It was a wild. What finish. an effort by Florida! Boy, yeah. What I mean, very weird because they just seemed like completely uninterested in the game for most of it. Then totally came to life. Crazy. Uh, Crazy ending there uh, to to walk off, and now they're catching eight points against the uh, you know, obviously a, a much better, higher rated Auburn team. The, the decision here is: can the momentum of Texas A and M carry them to hang against Auburn, or was that OT win? Did that drain them, Colby? Which way are you going? I'm going A and M. You saw it with Boston College. I think when you you have an advantage, you see it in the NFL playoffs all the time, or the first four in March Madness, where you you see it. If you play some of these play-in games, uh, I actually think it helps build your confidence. And and the fact that Auburn hasn't been great away from the jungle, um, I'm gonna and, and they whooped A and M just recently by like 20 points. I think it was 17 on February 12th. I, I, I'm gonna take a shot on A and M plus the points here, and they might not win the game, but I expect this to be a, a, a lot closer than the previous matchup. So. Um, g- give me the, give me the Aggies. Let's go with the, the 12th man as Kramer likes to say, you know, and, and generally the, 
the fade, the the crazy upset in March during March Madness works because there's generally a talent gap, right? Like maybe it's a team that got into the Sweet 16 and now there's a huge mat like UMBC as it comes to mind, right? It was very clear the next game that this team like they, they weren't going to be able to win games at this level night in night out. Now in the SEC that's different and Buzz, my man Buzz, if anyone is, is in the in the Yay. cold if anyone is in the Yay. cold, but first of all, the dude on Kramer is just like a piece of lumber going right for that buzz side. <laughs> the the dude on Florida looks just like Johnny Drama, a complete aside. But Buzz Williams has to be in the cold tub right now, icing down his testicles because he had. <laughs> I mean, the man was losing his mind during that game. I don't know. I mean, sometimes the the swagger of just hitting that game winning shot, the confidence. Uh, they were speaking pretty confidently after the game, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride feel, them. And, and Plus, they they shot pretty well, and I do think, and you saw it with Syracuse not winning the game, but uh, getting the easy cover and hanging around against Duke. I think teams that you know rely on shooting, you're playing uh, the gym in the same games, the same rims, the same sight lines. It, it's easy to get your confidence again. So I'm gonna take Texas A&M in the eight. Buzz was always good at these spots uh, for the Hokies. Like what, like Colby saying, you're coming in off a play-in game, uh, so you have and the- and offensive rebounding, 25th in the nation. So uh, that's actually better than Auburn. So I I think you know they can they can make some shots, they can get their offensive rebounds. That's a formula for covering eight points in my mind. Cincinnati, Houston, in Fort Worth, Houston, massive favorite, laying 13 here against. The Cincinnati Bearcats. Colby, I'll let you kick things off here. Big number for the Bearcats. What are you doing here? First off, brutal beat. If anyone had East Carolina plus five and a half, (laughs) neck and neck. And then Cincinnati ends up winning by what, nine or 10, I feel like. Yeah, they pulled away late. Um, But I think, once again, I'm going to apply that same logic. I don't think Cincinnati is that good, but I know Houston is very depleted. I'm going to take a shot on the 13 because they played a game. I, I think that matters. Um, give me the 13 points in Cincinnati. I don't love it, but uh, I, I think if you have to go uh, one, you go, you go Bearcats here. I think the handy Colby just said, because they're going to play the game, I'm going to take the 13 <laughs> points. No, uh, the play in game, the play in oh. is, is a huge advantage here. And I think the, the cu- couple times, you know, uh, won by 18, the last one that was in Houston. I know this is in Fort worth, but I think uh, Cincinnati can hang just just enough in this game. Now I expect Houston to win this game, but I think 13, a little large. I would probably have this number more at 10, 10 and a half. Apologies, Colby. Couldn't hear you. Do I still have a lisp? I'm just sipping that beautiful whiskey you guys gave me for Christmas. Kramer, what do you got? Uh, you're, you're scared. Uh, you're saying the number's too big. I mean, sure. But uh, this is where I just step forward and be all chalk. This is the kind of game Houston wins by 25 and everyone's excited about Houston. Come on. We've yeah, seen this. I, I'm, movie. Go, I'm going Houston fourth in the nation in offensive rebounding. Well, I, I don't, I just don't think they're going to give Cincinnati much of a shot and Cincinnati 289th in effective field goal percentage. They beat a, uh, no offense, Colby, but a, a subpar I, ECU team. And it was a nice win for them, but I, I think they're just going to get a boat race here against Houston. Tough couple days for ECU. Sorry for your loss, Colby. Why? What else happened to ECU? Oh, Virginia Tech baseball beat East Carolina <laughs> baseball. Now that we're college baseball fans, I oh get yeah, to, check out the college tell. baseball podcast. All right, before we get to that, got to talk about IP Vanish. That's right. Want to take your IP out in the desert, bury it? Never going to see that thing again. IP Vanish helps you make your IP disappear. You're firing up incognito mode. You're not completely secure. You're not completely hidden. So you need IP vanish. They get you covered. They secure your data from hackers, from prying eyes. You don't want any of that. Again, you can even use it on the fire stick. IP vanish. The best part is they're often in an amazing 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners and a 30 day money back guarantee. That's right. 70% off and a 30 day money back guarantee. IP vanish, super easy to use. Very easy to set up. We got it set up. We got it going here. Colby even uses it sometimes for God's eye. Highly recommend IP vanish. 
All you got to do is go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. Use that promo code SGP 70% off. Are you kidding me? IPVANISH.com slash SGP. Next okay. up. Unsolicited. Also, unlimited devices is pretty awesome. Just yeah, saying. unlimited devices and it doesn't slow you down. Those are like two massive factors. We're talking uh, VPNs. <laughs> Iowa laying eight and a half in the Big Ten tournament against Rutgers. I I mean, Rutgers is an eight and a half point dog. Are you kidding me? Dog. Love me some Rutgers catching eight and a half points. Again, they kind of have a similar vibe to Providence. Uh, they're like a poor man's Providence where you couldn't really explain why they're hanging around. They're not a team that that gets blown out. Uh, props to Iowa, who again, very good at not turning the ball over. Clean game, as you'd expect. Uh, pretty good in adjusted efficiency offense, for sure. Just got a feeling that Ron Harper is not going to go down without a fight. Well, and they said they set a Big Ten record for points in the conference tournament, aka massive regression <laughs> factor. You're playing a Rutgers team that, it, man, they just they're gonna hang around in this game. I think they're a live dog as well. Give me Rutgers plus eight and a half, Colby. I'm on the Hawkeyes. I think they're ever since uh, what that Michigan loss, they have been a different team. And there's a reason why I picked them to win the Big Ten. And Rutgers away from Piscataway is not the same team. And and you saw what Iowa did to Northwestern today. I know it's just Northwestern, but still uh, a win like that with what was that thirty some points? Um, uh, really impressive. And and it really, if you look at down the stretch. With Keegan Murray and the way this this team's playing, their only loss since that Michigan game was a two point loss at Illinois. Uh, they went to Michigan, beat them. Uh, they they took down Michigan State by twenty six. They went to Columbus, Ohio, won by double digits. This team is playing at a level I haven't seen Iowa play at it in a long, long time. Give me the Hawkeyes minus the points. Uh, I mean, it compelling case for Iowa, but I, I still think, especially at this number and, and this Rutgers team, they got heart, man, at the very least, there's a couple Dog. on those teams. Another thing is the, the, the Rutgers beat them in Piscataway. So the last time they played, so it's a revenge spot for the Hawkeyes. Yeah. I, I just think to, AKA Rutgers, not scared of them. I, I just think to compare the defense of Northwestern to the defense of Rutgers, I don't know. I, I I just don't want to be in a position where I've bet against Ron Harper and and, and it's Iowa that I've bet on. And I I guess especially coming off a game where they destroyed a Big Ten record and had just an absolute awesome awesome day. Yeah, it just so, seems like a perfect time to fade Iowa coming off that massive. Now game. the counter argument is they they play on the same rims, but yeah, and I, I, <laughs> you could use my own logic to shit the, on my uh, point there pretty easily. Uh, the three point defense, but they're exhausted from all those points they made. Yeah, the, the legs are tired from shooting so much. Uh, the three point defense that's that is the weakness of Rutgers too. So I again I I'd be, I'm I'm this is purely a gut like as a Jersey Jersey legend myself. It would be silly if I was taking some corn some farm bread like Iowa Hawkeyes. Yeah, come on. No offense to corn, but Rutgers is the play here. St. Louis in Washington D.C. for the A10 tourney, laying four points against. The Bonnies, Bonnie's coming to life here. I again I, I was wanting to ride this Bonnie's team in this tournament. I, I like them as a, a four-point dog. I am worried about St. Louis's ability to get the offensive rebounds. 20th in the nation on that. But uh, you know, St. Bonaventure, again, four points to seven point dogs who hit their free throws. <laughs> and the Bonnies do that 75.4%. From the line, and I, I think that win they're coming off of uh, was a nice confidence builder for this Bonnie's team that was supposedly just going to walk into the A10, and and you know I, I think they were like minus one ten to win the A10 at some point, so they had a lot of hype. They lost the hype. Now they're coming back to they, life. They found the hype, and I love them as a small, uh, medium sized dog here. Bonnie's plus four, Colby. Yeah, I mean this this is one. It's almost a bit of a head scratcher as far as uh -oh. like. But the Bonnie's swept St. Louis back-to-back -back nights, uh, February 11th, February 14th. That was when Bonnie really started to turn their season around. 
And I think the wrong team's favored. Uh, I think, I mean, I understand that. Okay. Throughout the whole season. Okay. St. Louis was the better team, but, but the Bonnet, St. Bonaventure, when everyone's healthy, give me the Bonnies all day. And like I said, I'm the one that, that called for them to, uh, to a plus, what was it? 900 to, uh, as my lock, as my dog for the eight ten. Give me the Bonnies. This is uh, another lock here. I'm going to reveal that already. This is my lock. Wow. Just, just giving out the goods right up front. You got, you got to wait for them to buy you a drink Colby. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I, I don't know if I'd say this, that they should be favored, but I certainly don't think that St. Louis should be favored by four points. So uh, I'm, I think the St. Bonaventure team is we've been, we've been picking them. I feel like down the stretch and they've been winning games because they're a different team. Let's go dog. I, I think maybe a dog. I like this as a dog. Cause Sean can't dog. play. He can't play the small no. dog sound for the four Not points. Quite. I can play it unrelated. Just because I like hearing that's it. the threshold right there. Three and a half points. Three and a half and you, under. You get the small dog. I like it. SEC conference tournament. LSU, Arkansas. Sue. LSU, they were up huge. Almost, almost gave it back. Oh man. This should be a good game right now. It's a one point spread over at Winbet. Arkansas laying the one. I, I'm I'm pretty torn on this one, Colby. I like LSU's offensive rebounding. I'm a little worried though. They almost gave up that game. Uh, really, really let the comeback almost get the best of them. And I like this Arkansas team overall. I'm leaning Arkansas, uh, but I could be talked into talked out of it either way. What are you doing? Well, I mean, they, they played not that long ago in, in Fayetteville, and Arkansas won by one in a game that LSU was kind of up the the whole game. Yeah, so, so that's what I'm worried about. They get a lead, and then Arkansas hangs around and and ends up pulling it out. But at the same time, Arkansas's coming off that that loss to Tennessee. Um, LSU has the advantage of already playing a game, but I, I, at the end of the day, I, I can't trust Will Wade. I can trust Eric Musselman. I'm going to go Arkansas, despite uh, you know LSU having that advantage of getting getting a game in before before the Razorbacks. I just think when it comes down to it, they're the better rebounding team. They're better at, at, at so many different statistics. Short of short of what steals and and uh, what overall defense, uh, the Razorbacks. Are pretty much are beaten beat the Tigers in every single statistic. So give me Arkansas to get it done. You know, God's eye was watching the SEC network earlier today when the aforementioned Must Bus himself was on in a t-shirt looking relaxed as fuck. Because as he said on air, oh yeah, we've been preparing for LSU for a while now. They will they are absolutely keyed in. I told a story about how he felt like they had a great shoot around in the morning and didn't, didn't feel like they needed to go to the, the high school they had planned for additional practice. You know, who wanted to go practice more, the players, Arkansas is locked in lay the point. This is the lock Colby. The really? must bus is rolling through Tampa. They, there's no strip club attending. <laughs> they, they literally had a, they went from one venue to another to practice more. I'm in on this team. I do like Arkansas and they I, took a bus I, too. I like that ironically too. Yeah. The old, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, what's uh, he looked relaxed, really relaxed. I'm a certain swagger. I don't know if this is like national championship swagger, but it certainly is win the SEC type swagger. All right, we got we got four more games left before we get to that. Time to shout out our good buddies over at Stable Duel. That's right. You like horse racing, you like DFS. Stable Duel is horse racing DFS simplified. So easy to get going. I mean, the sweat on horse racing is just so fun. You build a lineup for what? 10 races. You're just sweating out action all day. You get 10 horses in there, build your lineup up to uh set a lineup. You, there's prices on the horses based on their odds. Say uh, very much like, uh, you know, putting together a DraftKings line. And the best part is you can win as much as $25,000 oh and they have free to play games. So if you're just saying, hey, I want to try it out, get a hang for it, get a little sweat on the ponies. You got those the paid games. So much fun. We got plenty of picks over at uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com and our horse racing Slack channel, sableduel.com. Head over there, build your stable, see how many winners you could pick. And I'll see you in the winner's circle. Play, race, win. Sableduel.com. Colby's pumped. I'm pumped. How about those Akron zips? Our Akron zips. 
they became our team once we realized these guys just just fill it up. I mean, that's it's old school handicapping, but that Akron team, uh, sure, there were some moments where you know, things maybe unraveled a little bit, and right now they're playing Toledo. Toledo is laying five and a half, but man, I I just cannot get away from this Akron team. I, I love the fact that they're getting five and a half. Uh, you look at some of the advanced metrics, and they're you know they're they're right there. Neck and neck uh, with uh, Toledo on a lot of the a lot of the advanced stuff. I think they're going to be in this game, and I I think they're a live dog as well. Fun team to watch. I'm go, I'm taking Akron plus five and a half all day. Colby, am I crazy? No, zip it up. I mean, look, the one time they played this year was in Toledo. Toledo uh, made some free throws down the stretch. It was actually a closer game than what, than what the score indicated, and float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Ali, Ali, that guy is a oh, he's so fun. With the game on the line, you're telling me you don't feel comfortable if this game is tied up with two minutes left and taking Akron with Ali Ali, who's been a difference maker all year. Give me the zips uh, to get it done and see, sprinkle some on the money line. So uh, the oh. game you're mentioning got stretched out to eight points because Toledo hit their free throws, right? Yeah. Correct. So Toledo really good at hitting their free throws. Sean, you're violating your rule. Five and a half point dog. I think you're violating your rule. Akron, not a it's great a flexible rule. <laughs> not a great free uh, well, throw again, team. I fall in love with certain teams. Akron, <laughs> Akron, I have an, and I have an Akron infatuation and uh, yes, you're right. Technically they are a five and a half point dog and technically they don't hit their free throws, but that's more for covering the spread. They're going to win out. Right. I, I love Akron. Understand. I'm to, I'm on Toledo. I think this is a, a I knew it. relatively bad matchup. And I think Kramer wet blanket over here. Colby foresaw. <laughs> This close game stretching from three to seven because one team hits their free throws. They're not in Toledo for this matchup, buddy. Thank this is, you. This is in Cleveland. Mm, beautiful, beautiful. Creighton Cleveland. heads to. Uh, well, they don't head anywhere. They're hanging out in New York City for the Big East tournament, squaring off against the Friars. Providence laying two and a half. I mean, I could look at all these advanced <laughs> yeah. numbers and metrics, but uh, newsflash: Providence wins games. <laughs> Whatever happens, Providence is going to come out on top. They are 28th in the nation in adjusted offense. Uh, Creighton with a nice win. I, I didn't see that coming, but again, like this Providence team, you can say you can keep betting against them and expecting them to regress back to the mean and not be as successful as they have been, or you can just. Yeah. Ride with the fun of Deal the Friars, uh, and uh, again, they're they're both even at the free throw percentage. Not not a huge advantage there. Uh, three point shooting, Providence is much better, thirty five point one compared to thirty one point two. But again, this is less a metrics. This is just an eye test of. I don't want to fuck with this uh, Providence team. Give me the Friars all day, laying two and a half, Colby. I mean, you know, Ed Cooley's my guy. And, oh. and- and, and it, they have a home court advantage in Madison Square Garden. Mm. That place was lit today for them, and they got whore liquor. All right, you got whore liquor. <laughs> I mean, and getting Durham back, you saw how that paid off. And and you know he was out for the Villanova game, or perhaps they would have won that one. Um, their second leading scorer. So I, th- there's something about this team that that I love, and and the fact at, at what point do you throw away the analytics and say, hey? This team wins all the close games because they're a veteran bunch and they're extremely talented. Yeah. Well, what, what I would say to the analytics crowd is that uh, 20 data points is probably too small for regression to happen, uh, you know, on a fully consistent basis. Now, are, is this an edge case team? Yeah, but the, I, I don't know, especially with basketball. Like, do, do you remember what it was like to watch Kemba Walker just just not want to lose yeah. in the Big East tournament? Like sometimes there's teams that just know what they're doing, and and I I I'm telling you guys we're going to be talking about Providence as a now they're going to be up to like a three seed, and people are going to be finding excuses to talk about why we're going to pick against uh, them. Vermont is a and, great matchup, and and, <laughs> and we're going to get like a three point discount on the line from like twelve to nine. You, so you gonna, think people are still trying to fade them? Because I I, I yeah, can't wrap my head around why you would not be back in Providence. Sean, right you now. walk up to a roulette wheel and you see that red has come up eighteen out of twenty times. Your instincts are going to say to go the other way. But sometimes that wheel just has a bias for fucking. And you know what the best advanced analytic is, Sean? Wins. 
Now they do need to cover. They didn't cover. Well, yeah, what was this? Some what was Italian gentlemen in uh, Providence might be upset about that, but uh, two and a half. They can they can manage that against the the, the fighting uh, Jurassic Parks. <laughs> All right, all like in Providence, danger. danger. Uh, TCU. Ed Cooley, we love it. Beating uh, Texas outright as a decent dog. Uh, dog there, four points. And now uh, in Kansas City, Missouri for the Big 12 tourney. Kansas laying a big number, took care of business uh, today, as you would imagine. Kansas on cruise control because it's that time. It's not the real tournament. And uh, I mean, the number is pretty massive 10 and a half. How do you make a case for this TCU team? Can you make a case for this TCU team? Well, second in the nation in offensive rebounding, but not a great free throw shooting team. 305th in the nation. Colby, what are you doing here? Are you taking Kansas rock and chalk? No, I mean, the line does smell a little bit, but uh, look, I can think you can make a great case for TCU. They played back to back games on March 1st and March 3rd on March 1st in Fort Worth, TCU won by double digits. And then the very next uh, game for, for the Horn Frogs, they were in uh, Lawrence and they lost by four. And that was a game that's tied up with about 45 seconds left. I, I think TCU has a formula that fucks with Kansas. I think that they're kind of a, the, the dog that like the, the junkyard dog, you don't want to play. And uh, Kansas is kind of a finesse team. TCU gets after it defensively. They get after it on the, on the glass. And I, I think Kansas is sitting there saying, damn, we, we probably wish we would have played Texas TCU plus the points. They might be a live dog guys. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'll take TCU plus 10 and a half. Kramer. Oh, come on. TCU's done their, done their bidding. They, they took, did. They did. Maybe when they're super they bowl by knocking Texas. Texas out, that's all that really mattered. Yeah. But 10 and a half is a little high. Uh, I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to lay the points with Kansas. I think the number's fine. Uh, Colby shared this with us earlier, but fun nugget about uh, former rival head coach Kansas State's Bruce Weber. He mentioned that um, the reason for him continuing to grow his hair out this season, which, by the way, if you didn't, you didn't watch that uh, Bob, the Bob Huggins, uh, Bruce Weber. I, it looked like it could have come out of Boogie Nights. Two characters, <laughs> absolutely. Anyway, Bruce Weber reason for not cutting his hair this season. He vowed to not cut it until the teams tangled up in the FBI cheating investigations got punished. Colby had he had to love this, so he's not cutting it, even though Will White wades in the crosshairs. <laughs> I don't know. Fun nugget. Yeah, lay the points with Kansas. And Bill Self, right? Uh, yeah. They were involved with that. Same with uh, <laughs> so that's, that's just a funny protest. Like it's like the hockey playoff beard. Well, Bruce Weber was growing, teach you. He's throw, growing the compliance uh, <laughs> compliance mullet. Miami Duke talking ACC tourney. Duke after crushing, uh, you know, after Coach K buzz the league office said, <laughs> "What could we gotta." We can't play him a full strength. Anything we can do to uh, take down Syracuse? He got his one game suspension for uh, for Buddy, and you know his brother laid it out on the floor to cover the spread. That's all that really matters. Shout out to you, Syracuse! Great, great season. Uh, Duke now laying nine and a half against the Miami Hurricanes. Duke definitely had a tight butthole for some of that game. Does it loosen up here and maybe they cruise uh, against Miami? But again, look at some of the numbers like uh, you know, two point percentage, uh, three point percentage. They're they're top hundred. Like Miami might be able to hang around with this Duke team. Although this could be, you know, now I think the, I think Syracuse was in their head a little bit with the zone. I I could see them kind of cruising. This is a tough one, Colby. What are you doing? Well, it's a revenge spot. Miami beat them in Cameron Indoor 76 74. And you wonder what defensive adjustments C Coach K will have because Miami, the key to beating Miami has always been stop their their guards uh, because their bigs don't really exist. Uh, I still think, though, nine and a half, Duke's getting a little more value than they should. Uh, so give me the hurricane plus nine and a half. Uh, I I just feel like this, we, we could see another one like we saw in, uh, in what, Cameron Indoor. Duke will win this one, I think, but nine and a half is a little too large for me. Give me the hurricane. Yeah, I'm going to go Duke because the point you made about the revenge factor, I, I do think is probably enough. What I'm guessing is this will be kind of a game. Duke will be, you know, four or five points ahead, then get a couple of uh, 
buckets late and get the cover with some free throws. Kramer? Yeah, I don't know. One thing to note that I think what gave Duke trouble, like you mentioned, was the constantly changing defense and the relative length of Syracuse compared to a team like Miami. To that point, I think Duke's going to find it much easier to score in this game. And I, I think if you watch that, like Duke just didn't find the basket. And if Duke even shoots a little bit better, yeah, I think they can easily cover this number. I, I, Miami was not impressive. Larinaga looked absolutely like a deer in the headlights. So I'm, look, I'm I'm sticking with it. Duke is not losing this. Like you said, he, they made the call the league office. Yeah, he's they're plowing the road for this man. <laughs> um, I and I do think this this is the kind of game where you could potentially see that offensive explosion. Almost. I mean, do we say lot? This might be a lock too. Are we doing two locks, Sean? Can two we, locks. Can we squeeze two and in? a dog, and then after that, we'll get to our uh, fun interview with uh, Mr. David Meltzer. Want to stick around for that? Here we go. Happy birthday! Lock dog and extra lock, Kramer. Yeah, stay tuned to hear us get invited to uh, hang out <laughs> in SoFi Stadium. All right, I told you. I think I already told you. Lock at Arkansas. I saw okay. I saw that man. I, I got deeply lost in his eyes, and he's not stopping that bus for no one. And my dog. Well, as per usual, there's not a ton of dogs uh, on <laughs> on my card, but th- there's one that I absolutely love, and it's the it's the Bonnies. Plus okay. four. Colby told me the wrong team was favored. I just think this pl- this team is crescendoing at the right time in the season. And for my bonus lock, come on. We we just got to keep riding this Providence train. Yeah, T- Toledo in close contention, but Providence, let's go. Let's go, Ed Cooley. Indeed. All right, for my first lock, give me Rutgers plus eight and a half. Way oh, too no. big of a number for my dog. Give me Akron on the money line. That whoa. is a dog. whoa. That is a dog whoa. if I ever felt one. And then A and M as a dog would be fun too. Yeah, and I'm gonna go Texas A&M catching eight points. Mm. All dogs go to heaven. All dogs go to the window as well. Colby, <laughs> I'll see you in the uh, end of this podcast. What do you got? Uh, we are locking up. Well, uh, I mean, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. TCU plus ten and a half. I think. Whoa. I think they have a formula that Kansas does not like, and that is physicality. So I'm going to take TCU plus 10 and a half as the lock, the dog, the Bonnie's guys. Yeah. That's, that's the play. I think if you're going to do anything else, it'd be Akron, but uh, St. Bonaventure plus four. I just love that one. I just think that there's no way they're going to lose that game. Um, and then the bonus lock, come on, Providence minus two and a half. Yeah, I mean, Providence is also, I, I wanted to mix it up, but yeah, they're, they're a lock in my heart. I'm definitely going to be betting that one yeah. as well. Just wanted to, you want to give people the full slate. All right. Uh, thank you to Colby Dan, host of the College Basketball Experience. Stay tuned. Uh, subscribe to his pod. And uh, while we're here, let's talk about PropSwap.com, where America goes to buy and sell real sports bets. That's right. Maybe sitting on some sweet conference uh, conference tournament futures. You want to unload them? A little worried, starting to sweat. You want to hedge, or on the other side, you want to buy someone else's hedge, and you want to get free cash. PropSwap.com promo code SGP get an instant deposit match up to five hundred bucks. Are you kidding me? It sounds too good to be true. I assure you, it's not. Folks over at PropSwap, great guys. PropSwap.com promo code SGP. PropSwap, where America goes to buy and sell real sports bets. Joining us on the line, co-founder of Sports One Marketing and a fellow Blue Wire podcast host, David Meltzer. David, thanks for coming in, man. It's so great to see you guys. You were right next door almost my entire time on Radio Row and love your stuff and just couldn't wait to get on here, especially talking about one of my favorite subjects, sports gambling. <laughs> oh yeah, sports gambling. Now I and and if people don't aren't completely familiar with your background, you're you're in the marketing, investing, I, you know, it feels like you're a, a jack of all trades, right? It, where, where'd you get started? I know sports one marketing, uh, your big thing. How, how'd that get going? You know, it happened. I ran the most notable sports agency in the, in the world called Lee Steinberg sports and entertainment. So I met a guy named Warren moon there. He was one of my clients 
And uh, Lee, as everyone has now known, you know, had a personal issues that caused Warren and I to spin off from Lee Steinberg uh, as he went into the Hall of Fame in 2006, a sports marketing company. And so we kind of took the best of what we learned from Lee, the best relationships, the best events and the best sponsors and the best charities and amalgamated a business together over 12 years uh, to become a global marketing company. In that, I've been involved in fantasy and gambling since its inception. Uh, of course, running Lee Steinberg, we had multiple opportunities to participate in a variety of pre-chasm type of gambling, polling, and I say fantasy because that's the original catalyst for me. Oh, yeah. once, once we saw fantasy, I knew it was just a matter of time until 20 some states would have legal sports gambling and we changed the face of the world. I also, before I met Lee, which applies to gambling, by the way, um, I was CEO of Samsung's phone division. Why is that important? Because I understood the network and the latency within the network. I understood content access and mediums on the wireless side. So I have always said, you know, one of the killer apps would be if we could ever get real time latency and security, we'd be able to gamble. And this, you know, I've been involved since 99. So <laughs> over 20 years, I've been involved in this. <laughs> You were there. You were there in the early days, and, and I see Ryan shaking his head. Wow. Figuring out the latency thing is is still for the live betting is still one big hurdle. It seems. Yeah, I mean, coming from tech, it was it's like really the only hurdle, right? You have physics, and and, and yeah, I mean, look forward to when we can solve that problem because it feels like we're super close. Yeah, we're getting so much closer, right? And I just just on the polling fact, when people can pick, how much fun will games be when all three of us can sit there and say run or pass? I know that sounds basic, <laughs> but a game would be ridiculously fun if we had some sort of point system, reward system, or gambling that each play we could try to use our intuition to figure out what we would do compared to what actually happens. Oh yeah, I see mean, the key is say reward system and not gambling because you got to <laughs> get to start with like, look, it's this fun way to reward our in-game interaction. Oh, and then. Uh, it's just it's free to play. It's just credits. Uh, you can use the credits to exchange for gift cards, uh, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, it's it's full on gambling. You know, uh, you being in the investing space, we get hit up all the time. Either new companies, hey, we got a new app. We're looking to advertise on your network. We're looking to get the word out. Or a lot of times, people come to us with ideas and like, hey, I got a great idea for uh, this new version of DFS. It's like poker meets horse racing. It's a great idea, and I, I don't know what to tell them. Like a lot of times, they are good ideas. I go, yeah, let me know. I, I don't know how to get started in that sort of space. What advice would you give to to people looking to get started? in the gambling space specifically when it comes to being an entrepreneur? Well, ask for help, right? I mean, I have friends that run the biggest companies in the world and we joke around every good idea is a bad investment. Uh, so it has a lot afterwards from just a good idea in order to be a good investment. Not only do you have to articulate the quantitative value, but you have to have credibility and emotional attachment. And the best way to do that is find someone who's sitting in the situation that you want to be in, ask them for help and learn and align yourself with not just what's doing well today, but what's stable today. You know, human nature never changes. So if you see gambling has been around a long time. In fact, when COVID hit, the most money that I've made in the stock market was I went right to the gambling companies that got crushed because I knew one thing I've never been able to bet on the other oldest industry uh, in the stock market because it's <laughs> illegal almost everywhere. Um, but this industry was becoming legal and it was pre chasm. I had been waiting for it just to take a dip. So when COVID hit and you had, I won't mention any names, companies get crushed Oh right. yeah. All, of them. all the gaming <laughs> ones. Yeah. Caesars. I remember my buddy who's a hedge fund guy and this was like, right. When uh, you never you, build like a year long gap of, uh, of nothing into your road, <laughs> your three year financial no, plan. No, you know? no, no, no one's ever, he goes they're They're closing the casinos in China. This was like before it had hit uh, COVID had hit us. He's like, this is insane. He's like, casinos never close. We're really going to be screwed. And I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. Just going to be uh, they close the casinos for a couple of weeks. And then next thing you know, they, they close everything. Casinos are back. And, and this is a question I get a lot. Um, you know, when, when sports were essentially canceled, we leaned into doing a play-by-play -play for these uh, Madden simulations. We found a whole new audience on Twitch, on YouTube. 
And uh, it was really cool and, and was like a good way to either keep our audience and also find some new people. What is, I know you're invested in um, you. I, I think you own a, a call of duty team as well. Yeah. So we have four licenses. I'm one of the uh, founding investors in the, what was splice. It was the Toronto franchise is now a huge media company, of course, because my six-year-old son was right that this was a good investment, this esport <laughs> thing. Uh, so call of duty, league of legends. Uh, we were very blessed Dota. Um, but we're building an arena up in Toronto, but I have partners the weekend, Marcus Colston. Uh, we all went in and uh, we're founding investors. And my favorite was, this was one of the investments that I made. I told my wife, it was a, what's called a marketing investment, meaning sometimes I make an investment as a founding investor so that I'm kind of the ambassador. And then people will come to me as an expert on ESPN or, or shows saying, Oh, well, Dave Meltzer is the original investor in esports. He has this background as, you know, legend legendary sports executive with Steinberg and with Warren moon. And so it's more a marketing play to raise my brand. I tell my wife that I had a $16 million valuation Marcus Colston in the weekend and uh, uh, meta was involved. Right. I told her we're going to get on ESPN. It's going to be Mahani. I just want to tell you, I'm lose all my money and $16 million is a terrible valuation. Uh, of course it has become the best, uh, investment I've made. And you're looking at a guy that lost over a hundred million dollars in 2008. So, uh, oh, wow. I, I, I had some big losers in there of, of things that were certainties in my investment career, and, but I paid the dummy tax and I help other people kind of identify the market, the market makers and the margins. I mean, it makes me feel better about my, my bucks playoff loss a couple <laughs> months ago. Yeah. It puts my Syracuse money line in, in perspective when uh, David throws out, he lost a hundred million. Uh, I think, I think if you're putting things in perspective, it's like, Hey, I lost a hundred million, but you know, only a certain breed of people can lose a hundred million and <laughs> then make it back and then make, make it, it back. back. Yeah. yeah. And then you made it back. Uh, That's I mean, Sean's you had to make it twice. at the blackjack table. I'm, every time I'm, we're in Vegas, I'm a college defensive back. So when, uh, you know, I lost everything. I told my wife how many times I got toasted in college. How many guys beat me and I came back and returned a punt for a touchdown or picked off the next pass. I'll pick off the next one. Don't worry. I'll make it back. Well, now I think that's great advice for all our <laughs> listeners. If the, uh, if the wife's giving them some grief about uh, losing a couple bucks, listen, honey, I got to have a short memory as a gambler. Okay. You know, exactly. I got, I got burned, but I'm coming back. It's like, yeah, uh, that's great. Your <laughs> In wife, his last words. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I didn't realize you, I didn't realize you played college ball. What, what, uh, what team did you play for? Well, I was an average division three football player. Cause that's the best I could do. Uh, but I played for Occidental college. We actually were very competitive in division three Vance Mueller. My very first game I played against Christian Okoye and he ran oh, me over. I was the Nigerian quiet. nightmare. I, yeah. I was bullet on the kickoff team <laughs> and I nailed him in his thighs. Next thing I know I'm like on my back and he actually stepped on me. He's I mark at the pro football hall of fame for years. And he became a friend of mine. He does the California sports hall of fame. And I always joke around, man, they named you correctly. Cause I have had more nightmares about you running me over than anybody else. Well, if you had a, if you had to put a list of guys, you don't want to tackle, I think Christian Okoye all time is right up there. I mean, he's neck and neck, Bo Jackson, Bo Jackson, yeah. Bo Jackson Walker, Derrick Walker. You're nailing Herschel them all. You guys Walker. know football. Those, those guys power is ridiculous. I think Earl Campbell, I think if, you, if you're old enough, that's Jim a guy Brown. you don't want to get. You don't want to oh, get yeah. run over by Jim Brown, Earl Campbell, Herschel Walker, Bo Jackson, or the Nigerian nightmare. <laughs> Truly a nightmare. Uh, that's that's funny you say accidental. We're literally <laughs> two blocks like north of Occidental. Our studio here is in Eagle Rock. Yeah, uh, big uh, big supporters of Occidental and and uh, the Philadelphia Stars quarterback. Uh, for the new USFL league, which I'm sure you're aware of, we've been doing a ton of USFL coverage. Was actually the starter for Occidental uh, a couple of years back. So, so funny how it all comes together there. Now, I, I know our crowd in our Slack channel, the guys, they're both really into uh, the NBA Top Shot, those NFTs, and now NFL all day, uh, their NFTs. What would you, any sort of investing advice when it comes to NFTs? Are you involved in NFTs at all? Cause yeah. when you try to explain it, I, I, I have trouble Let explaining me. it. Cause it's like, wait, why would you pay this much for a YouTube highlight? <laughs> and I go, Oh, you don't get it. It's you got a serial number and it's a cool play. And they got a yeah. badge and like a fire thing. And they're like, wait, 200 grand for a JPEG. 
Explain yeah. NFTs and and your take sure. on them. And I, I'm in a, several projects with Mahomes and Drew Brees with Turncoin. I Kenny Lofton and I have a project that we're working on together as well. But I'm a picks and shovels type of person. And so let me explain. You know, number one in the memorabilia space, NFTs just have a better capacity with Web 3.0 or the blockchain to allow you to fractionalize and authenticate your investment. But it still has the same risk as buying a baseball card. You know, most baseball cards aren't worth the paper they're printed on. So you still have to be selective of the collectible you're buying. But where it really is interesting to me is where you can tie in the experiences. So now you have an extra souvenir tied into, you know, something, an event or an experience. So instead of getting a lanyard or your ticket stub, which adds some value, now you have a fractionalized, democratized way of trading uh, completely liquid, but also completely authentic. And I am actually, from what I've learned in sports in NFTs, coming from technology originally, I'm using it in real estate because the word democratization confused me when I first learned it. But basically what it means is all the broker fees and all the bullshit fees that you have to play when you're trading, you pay when you're trading something are gone. And there is no fear of anything other than you getting really what you so there's no fake watches no reprints yeah it's all real that talking about serial number so if you take into account how liquid it is how fractionalized why is fractionalization important because it makes the market bigger if you're buying a 200 million dollar building or 20 million dollar collectible and you have one ten thousandth of it there's a lot more buyers you have a lot of control of the pricing and the market perceived and bottom line pricing. So the ideas of NFTs, if you're making it aligned with collectibles, it runs the same way as a baseball card, but where the real value lies is in the blockchain, Web 3.0, fractionalization, democratization, and authentication. Yeah, no, and, and the democratization is a good way of putting it. I, I think when people say... NFTs, they just think of like the bored ape, like yeah, headshot. Right. And they're like, what is that? It's just some ape with sunglasses smoking a cigarette. But to your point, yeah, you could maybe own one one thousandth of a commercial building. And here, instead of, you know, some, uh, I don't know, some partial deed or some weird share, you just own a NFT that you have. Uh, on the blockchain. I mean, when you sit down and think about it, it makes a lot more sense than buying a piece of paper that has some ink on it. Like, yeah, it, it may, yeah. It, it's a lot more rational of an investment, especially when you're talking about 20 million, you know, large in scale uh, ape investments. Well, ma imagine in a stadium, for example, because this will happen. Mark my words, I'm probably the first one that's going to say this out there. But we all know what happened with the stock market in the Green Bay Packers. Like, imagine if Spanos, for example, takes the LA charges and said, okay, there's 82,000 seats in, in our stadium. We're going to sell off one eighty-two thousandths of the chargers to you. And you're going to be completely liquid in that. Right. And imagine what happens to the market when you become a true owner with no fees, authentic, right? Authentic. So nobody can sneak into your seat or whatever your, your valuations of a team would probably be you know, maybe today the Chargers two and a half to three billion dollars, maybe even four at best, but it would go to ten billion instantly. You know, the, this, the, these teams were onto something with the PSLs. It's just the NFT application is so much so much better, right? Like, yeah, you can at least understand the value you're buying. Like when when the Giants were like, you know what, it's going to be ten grand per seat uh, <laughs> for your right to pay us another yeah. ten grand a season for the tickets. People are like, what the hell? But if you wrapped it up into this NFT thing, it's going to make yeah, a lot more sense. Partial now, ownership. Yeah, now you're you got a piece of the pie. You get an NFT yeah, and, a, and a large soda from the Giants. I remember but that. I didn't, was know you were, I didn't know you were Eagle Rock guys. So you got to come over. I have an office podcast studio uh, and a suite at SoFi. So we'll have to do some content together back over at SoFi. So it's not too far away from uh, Eagle Rock. Oh yeah, you don't need to twist my arm to go <laughs> go hang out in a stadium. How do you how do you pull that off, David? I mean, you pulled a lot of deals off in your day, but how do you get a podcast studio in the stadium? So Steve Jones, have you ever been to the Star yeah, down in Texas, Frisco? So I went to the Star, meet Steve Jones. We had done some work for Jerry, 
And Steve tells me they have these offices and he's like, I'm like, Oh my God, that's my dream to have an office. <laughs> at, and there's a practice facility looking yeah. over a football field that is ballers at its best. Right. And he's like, well, Dave, you could have a remote address here. We'll, you know, charge you five grand a year and you can have the star address and we can get your mail here. I'm like, dude, <laughs> that's not what I need. Right. I, I, and so anyway, literally five years later, after they built that thing, he calls me, he goes, Dave, I got a 10 year lease for you. I was like, dude, I'm not coming to Dallas. I'm not coming to Frisco. What are you talking about? He goes, we just got the deal for the new stadium in LA and you're first on our list for an anchor client to bring in, you know, more people of notoriety to have these leases. We have 40 offices at the stadium. And I then started negotiating and say, Hey, can I get a conference room, a podcast studio? You know, can I include, you know, my suite to watch the games and, and concerts. So I worked in of a tier lease. Uh, it's the greatest office space in America. And my wife, of course, here we go again, right? My wife was in some one, holy the moly, like, David, you're not going to just sign yourself up for a 10 year lease on a stadium that's not even built. You haven't even seen a picture of the office. I go, <laughs> yeah, but I've seen the star. Can I tell you once again, though, this probably was the best business decision. It wasn't an investment, obviously it's an office, but it's incredible what I get to do from Super Bowl to the Rolling Stones to being able to do podcasts there every week. You guys got to come by and join me. Oh yeah. Again, we're, we'll Done. definitely follow up. <laughs> that would be fun. If you're trying to record a podcast while the stones are going on, like, Hey guys, keep it down. I'm trying to try to talk. It's my uh, office, it's a, please. Hey, I had, I had Marion Williamson who's a presidential candidate on my, on my entrepreneur podcast. Cause I have the sports and entertainment one, like you guys in blue wire yeah. with the win and it's beautiful. But like, while I'm on the podcast, they're practicing, you know, that, that huge $1 billion screen, they're practicing the promos and I'm literally like <laughs> pressing mute and they're playing the rolling stones behind me. So that actually did happen. <laughs> nice. That is, that's funny. Uh, you know, while we are talking blockchain a little bit, I know it's been fashionable and we saw Odell Beckham do it. A bunch of athletes has, have come out and said, you know what? I want to get paid in cryptocurrency. If you were advising and maybe you already have, uh, would you advise athletes to be taking some of their salary in crypto? What do you think about that as a business strategy? 100%. I think you should take part, not all of it, your salary, but part of your salary, you should take it in the basic coins, either stable coin, Bitcoin or ETH, Ethereum. You should take it and they should put it right into the Celsius network, which is a, a crypto bank that pays eight to 10% on their money. And they pay you interest every Monday. I would absolutely, every client I talk to, every marketing client, NIL client, I tell them, look, you got to take a portion and ask especially because there's a lot of these, you know, unbelievable crypto companies sponsoring these guys. Yeah. It, they, they give away their Bitcoin and ETH. Like it's water. <laughs> you can get a lot more of it because it's like literally not real to them. <laughs> I take, I take Ethereum all the time for speaking engagements, for consulting. I like to take a portion of the pay in that Bitcoin. Oh yeah. Yeah. 100% Speaking our language again, right up our alley. <laughs> we were early on a crypto kind of fell into it. Uh, you know, Me doing too. business with the offshores again, it's, it's, I, you know, I started actually trying and I just fall into shit and come out smelling like roses. <laughs> That's my new theme song. Yeah. I, I still remember the day I told uh, Ryan, you remember all that dog coin I, I randomly got for the company a while back. Things are, things are looking up for the, uh, for the company <laughs> as a whole. Um, all right, David, before we let you go, I know, uh, you know, a lot of your speaking and stuff surrounded on this mission of empowering over 1 billion people to be happy, obviously a very ambitious idea, but it, it does seem like kind of a cool concept. Uh, walk, walk us through what you, what you're trying to accomplish here. Yeah. Well, years ago, my 13 year old daughter's friend committed suicide and it really shook me. I had no, I couldn't fathom why or how it could happen. And I started looking at what I was teaching people throughout the years with my free trainings, my group coaching, my one-on-one -on -one stuff. I said, you know what? I have a full of happiness. I have a way to teach people, make money, help people and have fun. I can change the world, but how am I going to get to over a billion people to create this collective consciousness? And then I found guys like you. And I said to myself, you know what? if I can share how to do this with people like you guys, 
you have reached to at least a thousand people to teach them to teach a thousand, a thousand times a thousand million, a million times a thousand, a billion. So if I stick to this to the rest of my life, I know I can get to a thousand people who hopefully after this interview, you guys will follow more of my content. Maybe you'll even read my book or an audio book, but eventually someone at least a thousand people on earth will have that capacity to empower a thousand, to empower a thousand. And I can't think of, I've lived a blessed life. Obviously you guys know what I've done in my life, but this would to me be the ultimate legacy I could ever leave. Even if I don't make it, I've already impacted thousands of people, maybe even millions uh, and changed their lives. I get emails, DMs and messages every day that I'm helping impact them in these three areas of happiness to make money, help people and have fun. Seems like well, a, that uh, sounds like hitting a long shot parlay <laughs> yes. on March Madness. Sounds right there. like our uh, our first half unders. We uh, went on a nice run last year for March Madness, uh, twenty three seven and two. So uh, we made nice. money, we felt happy, and uh, made a lot of other people happy. Well, I was happy you were able to join us, and uh, I'll be happier if people give you a follow on Twitter at David Meltzer. You can get all his info there, links to his podcasts, his books, guest speaking. He does it all. And uh, David, we're definitely going to follow up on the SoFi <laughs> invitation. Thanks a lot and uh, have a great weekend, man. Absolutely. I really appreciate both of you. It's so nice to see you guys again. Thank you. All right. That'll do it for this edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast. Make sure you download the SGPN app, man. Tons of free picks, tons of free podcasts. Toss us a nice uh, five star rating and review. This is March. Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean stacking the money green, and he is Ryan. Sean, I'll see you at SoFi. Kramer, let it ride.